we should read our Bibles. As men digging for buried treasure. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of peoples according to the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet expose them. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Life's a garden, man. You gotta dig it. Hello fellow treasure hunters, welcome to the excavation site. I'm Justin, alongside me we got Ben, Stephen, and Chad. We'll be your guides on this excursion. Hope you brought your shovel and your compass, because we got the map. Let's dig. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Dig. What's up guys? <laughs> alright, alright, how we doing? Interesting one today. Oh yeah. This well, I think we're, we're all excited for this. One. Yeah, I think we're all ready to hammer the gas on this one. Oh yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. This gets me. This yeah. gets me excited. I'll be honest. You're one of those anti-giant guys. I, I take it. N- no, anti I, I was trying angel? to use that as an excuse for my size. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so yeah. So this time it's uh you know we've done talked about uh, the divine council worldview, supernatural worldview of the Bible that laid the groundwork. The gods. The who? The gods. Lowercase. Other. Lowercase g. g. The Beneha Elohim. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I took the word right out of my mouth. And then we covered the three rebellions, you know, or we discussed well, the first, them. The first rebellion. Yeah, why the world is the way it's in. Uh, so the first one we had, uh, the garden. Right. Then yes. the Kosh and the that Kosh. slippery serpent. The shiny one. The shining one. Uh, so now we're at Genesis 6. Yes, the fallen angels. We're here, dude. The sons of God. You know, it's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy to pass up Genesis six. How long in your life did you not really know what was going on in Genesis six? Oh, until my adulthood, nobody wanted to talk about it. So you started to think for yourself. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. And I, I honestly think I saw like a YouTube video or something. It was like talking about. Uh, the giants and the fallen angels breeding with men and stuff in the Bible, and I'm like, what kind of heresy is this? What Bible are they reading? And I'm like, same one I've not been reading. <laughs> right? And they have forgot to teach us this stuff. Why? It's weird. I think it's it goes into that supernatural stuff. But it's like that sex it, talk with mom and dad. You know, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> the birds and the bees. Yeah, my mom scared me so bad. I didn't look at a girl for a long time. I tell you, <laughs> okay. didn't didn't look at a guy either. But I'm just saying, I didn't oh, look not. at a girl. I'm just oh, saying, starting to wonder about you. I mean, it is 2022, <laughs> <laughs> and your no, eyes do twinkle for Ben. Because my mom will hear this. It's the beard, and, she, and, and <laughs> she'll remember that talk she gave me and how she used it not not as a instructional tool as much as a fear tactic yeah, a deterrent <laughs> yes and it worked and it worked mama knows best mama knows best mama was wrong again <laughs> <laughs> no kind of sanders mama was white <laughs> oh my uh, all right all right no shenanigans mm. uh, let's get no into it i think this is what kind of brought us all together right here 
I think, well, obviously the whole Genesis 6 thing, I think that's one of the big interest peaker. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. You know, the, for because all of that's, us. Even in like our society today, what, what is the number one hit movies? The heroes. Yeah. The heroes. You know, all these demigods with powers right. and stuff like that. Right. Then we find out it's like, whoa, this is biblical. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then, then when you look at it like that, you're like, "Well, how come Hollywood and all of them know about the supernatural, but when I go to church on Sunday, nobody's talking about it?" All right, let's back up just a little bit and let's say a prayer to open up. Yeah, what yeah, do let's think? do that. All right, dear Lord, thank you for letting us have the ability to get together to do this uh, with each other to really dig into your word to find the answers to all the questions that we have and know that you've given us the tools to find those you can't lean on a shovel and pray for a hole you have to dig for it and you've Amen. given us the opportunity to make that happen and uh, we appreciate that thank you lord in your name we pray amen amen i like that can't yes. lean on a shovel and pray for a hole mm -hmm. i can dig it man you dig digging it you digging dig. it we might have a shirt made like that eventually. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely got to do the dig. So where are we at, JB? Lead us in there. Where are we going? Right. What Genesis happened exactly? What happened? Six. Well, let's see what, what, what our canon <laughs> says, and we'll go from there. We'll start our rabbit trail there. All right, All right. sounds good. The first, the first dig is with the first little shove of the shovel, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, the subtitle for Genesis 6 says, uh, Increasing Corruption on the Earth. Mine says the world gone wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Either way, I think they're both correct. Yes. Okay, correct. Yes. Many ways to skin a cat. Who ever come up with that I don't terminology? Know, I mean, that who was pretty skinning dark. cats? I was exactly. wondering that. That's some pretty dark terminology. Mm -hmm. I'm not eating there. <laughs> Chinese? <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. All right. I finally found it. I'm here. You, got, you ready? <laughs> Everybody strapped in, ready to All go? All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. When man began to multiply on the face of the land and the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive. Sons and they of took, who? It says God. Sons of God. Maybe the, the Sethites, you know, okay. Sethite view. The and they took as their wives <clears throat> any they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward. Then the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Boom, baby. There it is. That's good stuff. Good, good. All right. Good stuff, JB. So, so should we start dissecting now, gentlemen? Let's do get it. Our, get our hands dirty. There's just so much to unpack. There. Yeah, where I do just, you start? I love this. And the, the crazy part, and this is kind of what we're yeah, talking about. The, yeah. That's the very beginning here. We're looking at Genesis 6. This little blurb of verses, eight verses right here, um, and with the last one being, but Noah found favor with the Lord. Because basically God knew at that point that he was going to wipe out what was going on. But we're going to get into why that had to happen but that those eight verses right there such a small little uh 
part of your Bible that, you know, is skipped over so much because when we talk about giants, a lot of people, or they don't, it's something that's beyond comprehension. You know, it's a nursery rhyme. It's a fee fi fo fum. You know, it's it's something that you look at and say. Fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. That's exactly it. So when we look at this and we look at that small section, that's telling me that um, the fact that they kind of glossed over it in the, in the Bible is that at the time when this was written, it wasn't really need to be said that they much. They didn't really feel the need to explain too no, much, it seems like. Because they all kind of knew already it was going on. How did they end that? Well, let's say we... Why we, do you presume that? We, we read the Bible right now, right? Yeah. But before the Bible was written, you know... They were before, all in separate books. They, well, yes. But okay. Before, if, Wait a minute. Are you saying there's other books than the 66 we have? Oh, yeah, yes, wow. Yes, blasphemous man. Yeah, yeah I, tell I you am what, saying I'll that. I'll pray for you. Yes. I'll pray for you. I need it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Well, some of those books we'll have the those are, uh, uh, fellers from the Council of Nicaea to say a prayer for you too. How about the, that? Oh my! Some of those books were written, and and what they write and what we uh, read from them, it just complements the Bible. It doesn't contradict the Bible at all. As a matter of fact, multiple places throughout the Bible, the Book of Enoch is quoted by Jude, by yeah. Peter, yeah. by Jesus. Uh, by by Jesus. I mean, he was kind of important in the Bible. Kind, kind, yeah. of, kind of important. Kind of a big, big, but this big is, guy. This kind of is stuff, deal. this is yeah. showing that all of them read this before, that this was all part of their um, their learning, their, their knowledge base that they had at their fingertips. So when we look at the Bible, we see that, hey, it's brought up. Yeah, this is what happened. The sons of God came down and they mated, copulated, whatever you want to say, with human women. Copulation, Successful mating. copulation. And, and what came from that was an abomination that was the Nephilim. And the Nephilim uh, played a huge role in that, the society at that time. And, and when we get into Enoch here shortly, it's going to show uh, how big of a deal that was and, and why the flood ultimately had to happen. No, absolutely but first, I, I, I think we, we should know by now, because I was taught this too, that no, the sons of God was uh, the godly lineage of Seth. So right here where it says the sons of God saw that the men were attractive and took for them wives. A lot of people are taught that, you know, the, the Sethite theory. Yeah, the, the Sethite the, view. The good so, yeah. sons of Seth. So the good sons of Seth. Bad with the daughters bads, of uh, Cain. With Cain. And that's what happened. The good seed and bad seed, okay? But kissing cousins don't produce 150 footers, okay? Amen. But and another thing, too, is just let the Scripture speak for itself. You know, how many times have we talked about the word Elohim? Right. Right. This Has Elohim ever been used to describe a human person? No. no. It's always God. But was it? Or was, or was it plural? Plural, yeah. Yeah. Or heaven. And the actual word used here in Hebrew is Beneha Elohim. And every single time this phrase is used in your Bible, it's describing heavenly entities, beings, lowercase g, gods, whatever title you want to put to it. Mm -hmm. But it's not flesh. It's not humans. It's divine. So, but right here it says, you know, they, uh, let's see. They saw that the daughters of men were attractive and they took for them wives and yet they chose. So, these men 
or they were men now, I guess they trade their heavenly bodies, you know, for to, to come down here to earth and mate with these women. And you see this like in culture today, and we don't even realize it. You know, there's songs. You know, what was that uh, Wild Side, Motley Crue, Fallen Angels? Yeah. You know, yeah. Fallen uh, that Angel. movie with Meg Ryan and uh, Nicolas Cage, City of Angels. City of Angels. What was that movie about? It was about uh, Nicolas Cage was an angel looking down and saw this woman she was beautiful and he fell in love with her what did he do uh-huh. he traded his heavenly body to come down to earth and be with her mm-hmm. but what what they do hollywood put their hollywood satan put their spin on it and made you feel sorry for him oh he just loved her he was in love and yes. oh, made you feel sorry for him you know mm-hmm. so you you see these stories you know in our culture predictive programming oh, this but, is yeah, predictive they put their spin on it you right know? they tell you what they're doing that's the arrogance of, uh, of satan he's going to tell you what you're doing but because of his veil and uh our uh will to be willfully blind uh you know he's just he knows you're not going to recognize that stuff. It's in your face, you know, with the symbols, the numbers, the movies, the programming. So I guess with that, okay, to try to back up our our views of the 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 sons of God view versus the Sethite view, okay? And like you, you said, kissing cousins, you know, don't make you know 150 footers. Oh yeah, and all this craziness. So it's like Job. So where in our Bible can we find any kind of evidence to, to back up our, our well, Job assumptions is, here? Job is older than Genesis, is that correct? It's believed to be the oldest uh, book, book in the, the Bible. Bible. Uh, have you got the scripture in Job handy? Yeah, I, I, got, my, I got my little notes here. My handy-dandy logo software. <laughs> so let's see. Some of the ones I got here is Job, let's see, 4.18. So Job 4.18, let's go there. He says, even, even in his servants he puts no trust, and his angels he charges with error. So there he is referencing the fallen angels of Genesis 6. I, I think we need to back up and go back to Sunday school one more time and think we didn't really hear much about Genesis 6, but you know what we did hear about? It was David and Goliath. And they talk about how Goliath was a giant. So big. Oh, yeah. And that's First Samuel 17. Too. And his brothers. And he had yeah, brothers his whole family that, were, that yeah. were of that same lineage that were Nephilim as and well. And that's why there was five stones. Is that correct? He had five stones uh, because um, he was going to want to use one for his brother. And the other four stones were for the other giants that remained Goliath's brothers. I forget exactly where I... always thought the story, he said he only took one because his confidence was so great in the Lord. He only took one stone with him to fight I've heard, Goliath. I've actually heard that, too, yeah. and I don't know. I've I forget exactly where I heard sh- that before. because yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not gonna quote any... Not for sure if it's, you know, biblically. I, I'd have to read that story again, to be honest, with my new uh, lens. But there is... I mean, when you t- go back and you backtrack and you look through, you can look at the, the story of... Um, uh, sending Joshua and Caleb into, uh, well, actually the 12 spies they sent to Canaan, but Joshua and Caleb coming back and talking about all the giants they saw in the promised land. Um, they had to bring back, they brought back grapes that were also, they had took two men to carry a cluster of grapes when they were coming back. They said it was, it was so much, so heavy that they had to come back. And there's a lot of theories on 
pre-flood, the difference in the oxygenation in the atmosphere and things that grew larger at that time as well. And actually there's experiments, and I know this is really off the wall and a little bit different, but there's experiments where they increase oxygenation into water and they can make fish grow exponentially bigger than they normally do. If you increase the oxygen in the atmosphere, you can actually make things grow to, to giant sizes and pre-flood. Oh yeah, Garden of Eden style Garden atmosphere. Garden of Eden style atmosphere. Perfection. So we talk about megafauna and megaflora as far as like the the trees being bigger the um some of people the animals being longer. better people living longer there's a lot of connections there but that's that's another thing for another time i just think that kind of ties in well there's also i don't know if you guys have ever seen a liger you ever heard of that you know how a tiger and a lion are breeded and it creates a liger or a tigon depending on who's the mom or dad well and if you make sure that the the tiger is the mother i think that's the way it is these things become exponentially huge. They're massive because the receptors cut off when they breed them like that, and these things just grow unbelievably large. I'm talking they're massive, man. Oh, they're huge. You just have to look into it. They're huge. But more uh, uh, Nephilim giants, you know, in your in your Bible, in your canon, Sorry. before we even get to the extra-biblical stuff. Yeah, we didn't know why we call them the sons of God here. Right? Yeah, but uh, Deuteronomy... Uh, that's Old Testament, uh, chapter 1, verse 28. It says, uh, the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. And besides, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. You know, it says, the people are greater and taller than we, the Anakim. When Joshua conquered the Holy Land, all the tribes he was told to destroy, every man, woman, child, and animal, were all giant clans, if you dig to the Bible. Right. All the clans that they told them to attack and and uh, you know, to destroy everything, don't take nothing, leave nothing Kill behind. These were the giants. Yeah, and it sounds cruel. Like, why did God do that? Because he was trying to eliminate the bloodlines, what he was trying to do. Not only was he trying to conquer the Holy Land and take it back for his people, he was trying to cleanse the land from what the, the fallen angels yes. in Genesis 6 done. It says, but yeah, he wanted to wipe them completely out. It says, but they didn't follow God's instructions and failed. He even told Abraham hundreds of years in advance in Genesis 15, uh, verse 16, it says, uh, when he told him that, you know, your people will be a prisoner in a land far away, you know, for, for so long. And it says, but the iniquity, but they would return, it says, because the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. And that that's interesting, because where you're at there, in Amos, Amos yeah. 2.9. 2, 9 through 10. There yep, you go, go ahead, jump yeah. on it. Uh, it said that the Amorites basically was were giant clans, so it connects the dots there. That's why the, the iniquity was not complete. As tall as cedars yes. and as strong as oaks. And it says, I destroyed the fruit in their branches and dug out their roots, meaning he was trying to destroy them totally, or he did destroy yeah. them totally. You know, get their roots up from their land, you know. Uh, Joshua 11, 21 through 22, war against the Anakim. Once again, giant clans. Uh, Deuteronomy 3.11 Og of Bashan, okay? It's, Og of Bashan's bed was 14 feet long and 6 feet wide. You think he just rolled around a lot and needed a lot of space or he had a lot of concubines? Or was he <laughs> a giant? Could have been. <laughs> you know, uh, 2 Samuel 21 through 20. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 20. Descendants of giants had six fingers and six toes. A uh, little fun fact for you, uh, in North America, you know how uh, Indians are always, you know, pictured or videoed in movies with holding their hands up saying how with their hand up? 
Well, the reason why they done that is because there was red-headed giants in North America, and it was documented very well. So as you approached, they wanted you to hold up that hand because they want to see how many fingers you got. Amen. Hey, polydactyly. That's what that's called. Multiple, more than five digits, polydactyly. And those, when you talk about the red-haired giants, there's all sorts of historic accounts of that. The Lovelock Caves, I think you had a couple other ones that you are putting there, but where Native American tribes came together to try to wipe them out because they would come and they were cannibals. They'd eat the yeah. people. They were, I mean, it was cannibalistic as it was and that we'll see in, in the, book, um, of Enoch. the yeah. book of Enoch. And that's what it is, too. yeah. But uh, we'll see another one. Numbers 1332 through 33. Now this is kind of touching on what you talked about. This is when they sent out the spies. Mm -hmm. And it says, So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land though which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there were... And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim, and we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. It's just, it's mind-boggling. Yes. But it shows you that throughout all the text, when you're pulling, I mean, we're pulling these verses out one after another. Out of another, canon. Out of canon. Yeah, out of your canon. This is straight out, out of the Bible, Bible. That just continually prove Genesis 6 when we talk about giants this genetic all, genetic breeding and this is all something that happened and um and actually and it doesn't come it, in from kissing cousins and what yeah. it does say in there it also says in the days of noah and thereafter so there's another yeah, that's right. why they were there destroying them you know and the, the holy war trying to take back the land because they were still there after the flood but uh one thing i, I uh, the I, dna not this still. long ago that i figured out the connection between that I thought was really cool uh, was Genesis 19 and verse 5. Now this is where Lot is in Sodom and Gomorrah and the angels have come to get Lot and rescue him. Okay? Uh, so of course we know the story. They went in uh, told Lot and his family they had to go. Well, it says uh, but before they lay down the men of the city the men of Sodom, both young and old all the people uh, to the last man surrounded the house and they called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. And as a lot of people may or may not know, to know, to lie at the feet, uh, these types of words were, were euphemisms for sex. Well, and I, and So they were changing strange flesh because they knew. Genesis 6, the fallen angels, the angels came down and bred with women. And they knew that uh, these people were so beautiful they were not worldly they were angelic beings and they wanted to sleep with them in, in this they translation it does say so that we can have sex with them yeah. so i mean it does blatantly say that yeah so even there they was ch chasing strange flesh and wanting to sleep with heavenly beings and stuff like that and you know and just like and jesus look at said today's world yeah as as it was in the day of noah so it shall be in the yes. coming of man that's right everything that's been done shall be done again nothing new is under the sun yeah, so, you know, so you may ask yourselves, you know, Nephilim giants were covered extensively in the Bible. And by now, we've laid out the evidence. You know, I mean, that's just a, a handful. We could go on for days. But uh, really big people uh, doesn't prove that they were offspring of fallen angels and human women. S something that important, if it happened, would have had more than one paragraph in the literature 
of Genesis 6. Like, as you said, I like that, you know, kissing cousins don't, yeah, don't, wait, don't make 30 Just what it is, you know. But uh, the, only, the, the only reason that they uh, have that small paragraph in Genesis 6 was because there was no need to beat a dead horse. You know, they had the book of Enoch for that. You know, that's not in your Bible because the Roman government and the Catholic Church didn't want it there. It was voted out at the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. You know, this is where everybody got together and voted what was going to be in your Bible. What you was going to see and what you were allowed to read. Yeah. You know. And was this not before? This is before everybody got their own Bible too, right? At this time, oh yeah, still I mean during the, during the Second Temple period, you know, I mean yeah. just the synagogues and stuff like that had right. scrolls, and Correct. the common man wasn't allowed to, you know, to read, to read it. Yeah, you had to, yeah. you know, be of the priestlyhood and stuff to to get it. But uh, so I guess this is a good time to actually dig dig into the Book of Enoch and see what it says about the fallen angels from Genesis six. How about elaborating on who Enoch was, where people have a good understanding of him, where he come from, and how pure he was in God's eyes. Oh yeah, you know the Enoch uh, was somewhere. Do uh, you have the actual? Was the son of Jared? He was the seventh son of Jared. generation from Adam. So, yep, and uh, it said that he was uh, blameless before God for three hundred sixty-five years. Yeah, and he was the first man and the only one of two that didn't die a worldly death. It said that God took him. God took him. And then he was no more. Yeah, and then he was no more. And he was shown the heavenly visions of the future, of the past, of the abyss, and and the heavenly realms. So this is what you see with Enoch. But the most purest guy in the good Lord's eyes, they didn't want you to have his book. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is, you know, we're going to go through, uh, you know, the highlights of this book where it goes into great detail about the Genesis 6 fallen angels and that is why they didn't go into such great detail in your book in of Genesis, Genesis because they everybody had the book of Enoch and let's cover once again like we did there at the beginning of you know once again Enoch is alluded to several times in the Bible Jesus Peter Jude Jude actually copies and pastes a pretty much a paragraph of the fallen angels in Tartarus that are locked in chains. And the only way that Peter and Jude would have this type of information is if they read Enoch. And believed it and was familiar with it. So that's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll read these uh, these excerpts out of Enoch, and then we'll give the actual biblical references where these men directly quoted from this book. That way yes. they can hear it from Enoch, yes. then hear it from their canon. Yes. And decide for themselves. And what does it say? Three confirming witnesses is truth. Or three confirming witnesses would be considered truth in the Bible. Is that? Well, yeah. You know, it even said, you know, uh, what was it? Even our pastor was talking about today. You know, we're one or more gathered in my name. There I will two, be. Two yeah. or two or more. Yeah. But where you see something that's alluded to in the Bible by you know, three or more confirming witnesses, this is a considered truth as far as canon and stuff is concerned. Oh yeah, and it says to you know to test all spirits, and that uh, if a man prophesies and, and says these things and they're not come to pass, he's then to be known as a false prophet. Right. Correct. Okay, so getting into the Book of Enoch, because I know a lot of people may have not even ever heard of the Book of Enoch or never even read it. So this is to kind of give you a, a, a baseline to go off of and let you know kind of what we're talking about here. And we'll just kind of go around the table. Is that cool to everybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll skip around to hit the, 
the points of the subject matter that we're trying to cover here. But, of course, you have to start off with the introduction, chapter 1. It says, uh, The words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and the righteous, who will be living in the day of tribulation, when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. And he took up his parable and said, Enoch, a righteous man whose eyes were opened by God, saw the vision of the Holy One in heavens, which the angels showed me. And from them I heard everything, and from them I understood as I saw, but not for this generation, but for a remote one which is uh, to come. Concerning the elect, I said, and to look up my parable concerning them, the Holy Great One will continue or will come forth from his dwelling and the eternal God will tread upon the earth on Mount Sinai and he shall appear from his camp. He shall appear in his strength of his might from the heaven of heavens and all shall be smitten with fear and all the watchers shall quake and great fear and trembling shall seize them unto the ends of the earth. And the high mountains shall be shaken, and all the high hills shall be made low. They shall melt like wax before the flame, and the earth shall be wholly rent in sunder. And all that is upon the earth shall perish, and there shall be a judgment upon all men. But the righteous he will make peace, and will protect the elect, and mercy shall be upon them. They shall all belong to God and they shall be prospered, and they shall all be blessed. And he will help them all, and light shall appear unto them, and he will make peace with them. And behold, he cometh with ten thousand of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all, and to destroy all ungodly, and to convict all flesh. All of the works of the righteousness which they have ungodly committed and all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. And that's uh, the end of chapter 1. Uh, ben, pick up, I guess, in right, chapter, chapter 6. six. <clears throat> and it come to pass, when the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Kind of it's funny, it's the same That's chapter, too. Six chapter six. six. <laughs> it is. I didn't think about that. I'll say that three times in a row. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them and said to one another, Let's choose us wives from among the children of men and begot us daughters. And Simjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty for a great sin. And they all answered, answered him and said, Let us swear an oath and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecation not to abandon this plan but to do these things then swear or yeah then swear they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecation 
upon it. And they were in all 200 who descended in those days of Jared to the summit of Mount Hermon. And they called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecation upon it. And their names... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're going to you drew uh, the short straw. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Simjaza was their leader. Yeah, you're gonna have to read them. Arakbla, Remiel, <laughs> Cocobel, Tamiel, Ramiel, Daniel, Ezekiel, Baraquel, Azel, uh, Aramos, Bartarel, Anel. Zachiel, Sampiel, Sartorel, Terrell, Jomiel, and Sarel. These are the names of the chiefs of ten. Of tens. Number seven. Oh, is that where I'm at? Yeah. It's kind of funny that each, right. each of the name of those on the end, though, ends in an E-L. Yeah. And that's, that's well, Hebrew for what? Lowercase G. God. God. <laughs> It is, ain't it? I'll say this before I start seven right here. I want to kind of backtrack where Ben was. You know, they took a binding oath right then to each other. And even Simjaza questioned what the actions of everybody else would be. Uh, He wasn't. He wasn't completely. No, he he wasn't for he's sure. Like, ah, we're gonna go do this, and, and y'all see, gonna bail. The thing about that I'm is, gonna be the only one in trouble. A lot of your secret societies, um, you know. Uh, they take binding oaths too, whether it's the Jesuits, whether yep. it's the 33rd Reich Freemasonry or any of these other type of uh, occult um, organizations. They take a binding oath of secrecy. You know what's done in the dark, don't you? Anyway, let me hit number seven right here. <clears throat> and all the others together with them took unto themselves wives and each chose for himself one and they began to go into them and to defile themselves with them and they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants and they became pregnant and they bare great giants whose height was three thousand L's who consumed all the acquisitions of men and when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish, and to devour one another's flesh and to drink the blood. Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. Going into eight? Yep. All right, a lot of stuff going, a lot of blood drinking going on right there, huh? All right, here we go, chapter 8. And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and breastplates and made known to them the metals of the earth. Here's your alchemy. And the art of the working them, and bracelets and ornaments, and the use of antimony, and the beautifying of the eyelids. There's your makeup. And all kinds of costly stones and all the coloring tinctures. In these arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray, and they became corrupt in all their ways. Simjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. Ameros, the resolving of enchantments. Baraquel, astrology. Cocobel, the constellations. Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds. Araquiel, the signs of the earth. 
and Samsiel, the signs of the sun, and Sariel, the course of the moon. And as men perished, they cried, and their cry went up to heaven. Chapter 9? Yeah. And then Michael, Uriel, Raphael, Gabriel looked down from the heaven and saw much blood being shed upon the earth and all the lawlessness being wrought upon the earth. And they said one another, The earth made without inhabitant cries, the voice of their crying up to the gates of heaven. And now to you, the holy ones of the heaven, the souls of men, make their suits sane. Bring our cause before the Most High. And they said to the Lord of the ages, Lord of the lords, gods of gods, kings of kings, and the God of ages, the throne of thy God standeth unto all generations of the ages. In thy name holy and glorious and blessed unto all the ages, thou hast made all things and power over all things, hast thou. And all things are naked upon thy sight, and thou seest all things, and nothing can hide itself from thee. Thou seest what Azazel hath done, who hath taught unrighteousness on earth and revealed the internal secrets which were preserved in heaven, which men were striving to learn. And Simjaza, to whom thou hast given authority to bear rule over his associates, this was the leader, all right, and they have gone to the daughters of men upon the earth and have slept with the women and have defiled themselves and revealed to them all kinds of sins, and the women have borne giants, and the whole earth has thereby been filled with blood and unrighteousness. And now, behold, the souls of those who have died are crying and making their suit to the gates of heaven. And their lamations have ascended and cannot cease because of the lawless deeds which are wrought on the earth. And thou knowest all things before they come to pass, and thou seest these things, and thou doest suffer them. And thou dost not to us what we are to do to them in the regard to these. Some deep stuff right there. Chapter 10. Then said the Most High, the Holy and Great One spake, and sent Uriel to the son of Lamech, and said to him, Go to Noah and tell him in my name, Hide thyself, and reveal to him the end is approaching that the whole earth will be destroyed and a deluge is about to come on the whole earth and will destroy it and all that is on it. And now instruct him that he may escape and his seed may be preserved for all generations of the world. And the Lord again said to Raphael, bind Azazel hand and foot and cast him into the darkness and make an opening in the desert, which is in Duadal. Maybe. And cast him therein, and, a, and place upon him rough and jagged rocks. Cover him with darkness, and let him abide there forever. And cover his face, that he may not see light. And on the day of the great judgment, he shall be cast into the fire, and, the heal, and heal the earth which the angels, have, the angels have corrupted. And proclaim the healing of the earth, that they may heal the plague and all the children of men may not perish through all the secret things that the watchers the watchers yeah. have disclosed and have taught their sons uh, the forbidden knowledge and the whole earth has been corrupted through the works that were taught by Azazel to him ascribe all sin and to Gabriel the Lord said proceed against the bastards and the Reprobate, reprobates 
and against the children of fornication. Destroy the children of fornication and the children of the watchers from amongst men and cause them to go forth. Send them one against the, the other that they may destroy each other in battle for the length of days shall they wow. not have. And no request that they their fathers make of these make of thee shall be granted unto their fathers on their behalf for they hope to live an eternal life and that each one of them will live 500 years and the lord said unto michael go bind Simjaza and his associates who have united themselves with women so as to have defiled themselves with them in all their uncleanliness and when their sons have slain one another and they have seen the destruction of their beloved ones. Bind them fast for 70 generations in the valleys of the earth until their judgment and of their consummation, until judgment that is forever and ever is consummated. In those days, they shall be led off to the abyss of fire and to the torment and prison which they shall be confined to forever. And whose and whosoever shall be condemned and destroyed will there henceforth be bound together with them to the end of all generations and destroy all the spirits of the reprobate and all the children of the watchers because they have wronged mankind. Destroy all evil from the face of the earth and let every evil work come to an end and let the plant of righteousness and truth appear and it shall prove a blessing. The works of righteousness and truth shall be planted in truth and joy forevermore. And then shall all the righteous escape and shall live until they beget thousands of children. And all the days of their youth and their old age shall they complete in peace. And then shall the whole earth be covered in righteousness and shall be planted with trees and be full of blessing. And all desirable trees shall be planted on it. They shall plant vines on it. And the vine that they plant thereon shall yield wine in abundance. And as for all the seed which is sown thereon, each measure of it shall bear a thousand. And each measure of olives shall yield ten presses of oil. And each cleanse through thou the earth from all oppression and from the unrighteousness and from all sin and from all godlessness. And the uncleanliness that is wrought upon the earth destroy from off the earth. And all the children of men shall become righteous, and all the nations shall offer adoration and shall praise me, that's a capital M, and shall all worship me. And all the earth shall be cleansed from all defilement and from all sin and from all punishment and from all torment, and I will never again send it upon never again send upon it from generation to generation forever. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. That's, some to, there's, there's some one, tongue twisters in there, I'll tell you. But there's one But there's one verse in here. Uh, I was going to stop there, but I didn't get to uh, demons. Mm. This, this book oh, also that. explains demons, and that's really important. Yes, that is extremely. Uh, let's see. Where's it at? Yeah, if you want to know where they come from, yeah, listen help, up. You guys, get y'all's book out and help me find it real quick. Which which one it's in? It's gonna uh, be jumped. It. It's now we're, we've already, yeah. Let's see. Basically, when we're looking at 
Um, the flood, obviously, wow, was the true. deluge they were talking about. And the deluge, the deluge was um, uh, the whole way that the, that the earth was going to be purified, for lack of a better word. But here, Justin. Yeah, I found it in chapter 15 here. It says, And he answered and said to me, and I heard his voice, Fear not, Enoch, thou righteous man, and a scribe of righteousness. Approach hither and hear my voice, and go and say to the watchers of heaven, who have sent thee to intercede for them, You should not intercede for men, and not men for you. Wherefore have ye left the high, holy, and eternal heaven, and lain with women, and defiled yourselves with daughters of men, and taken to yourselves wives, and done like the children of earth, and begotten giants as your sons. And though ye were holy, spiritual, living the eternal life, you have defiled yourselves with the blood of women, and have begotten children with the blood of flesh. And as the children of men have lusted after flesh and blood, as those do who lie and perish, therefore I have given them wives. Also they might impregnate them and beget children by them that thus nothing might be wanting to them on earth. But you were formerly spiritual, living the eternal life, and immortal for all generations of the world. And therefore I have not appointed wives for you, for as the spiritual ones of heaven, and heaven is their dwelling, and now giants who are produced from the spirits and flesh shall be called evil spirits upon the earth, and the earth shall be their dwelling, evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies because they are born from men and from holy watchers is their beginning and primal origin they shall be evil spirits on earth and evil spirits shall they be called as for the spirits of heaven and heaven shall be their dwelling but as for the spirits on earth which are born upon the earth on the earth shall be their dwelling and the spirits of the giants afflict a Press, destroy, attack, do battle, and work destruction on the earth, and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst, and cause offenses. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men, and against the women, because they have produced from them. Good stuff right there. Yeah, you wouldn't know what a demon is unless you read Enoch. It, it, it definitely opens up... Uh... It, 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 what it does is it, it, you know, the Bible gives you so many important, um, I mean, it, it's, it's what we take everything from, but there's so much other historical uh, books, different historical writings that just help you connect the dots further. And if it doesn't contradict the Bible, right, exactly. it goes it hand in hand, it, it complements it. It fills almost, in the gaps. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have full context without these extra synchronized biblical tales, you know. Yeah. You just don't have that full context. And then so therefore your understanding's not there either. And so therefore if your understanding's not there, you in fact wouldn't be closer to the Father, I wouldn't think. You and know? that's what I don't get with a lot of people's like, Oh, that's not in your canon, you know, uh, you know, it's evil and I'm like, Well, do you know your canon was put together by man? At the Council of Nicaea at 325 yes. A.D. Yes. And I mean, if, if everything that we're reading here and reading to you doesn't contradict Scripture whatsoever but just adds to and fills in gaps and details and better be explains not, vague things, be what, not, what do you no. have a problem with it? And was oh, quoted by it. Jesus. Yes, and I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're going to go through here and show you 
all the direct quotes from your canon. Jesus, holy inspired authors of the Bible. Yes. Yeah, these ain't a bunch of dumb farmers, all no. right? These are holy inspired authors of the Bible. And, I take offense um, to that. <laughs> well, I'm just... It just it just kills because you don't have the full context without the extra uh, synchronized biblical text and, and and when you have the understanding of man in this world and the wisdom of this world, then you also have the understanding that uh, the Father of Lies has played a big hand in on showing you what He wants to show you and leaving out what He wants to leave out. You know, if so. you don't if you don't know it, you don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I apologize to farmers everywhere. To- yeah, well, Chad needs well, to be doing that. Well, I just, it just kills me. It's just like they were insignificant, well, or they, they were think, dumb, or they, they were in, so smart. Worse, and they were, they so were primitive. They're right. so primitive, and all this stuff. No, these are holy inspired authors of the Bible. This is who the good Lord saw fit to uh, express His word and, and to reveal Himself through. You know, so I don't know. And it just kills me. Everything's wrote off as poetic language. You can't get away from all this giants. Yeah. This Bible is lo- not even without even going to Enoch. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, just, and even without Enoch, I'll show you right here with a prime example that they read it, believed it, and were familiar with it. And it was even in one of the uh, sacrificial uh, customs that the Israelites did every single year. You know, I'm sure some of you listeners are familiar with uh, the Day of Atonement. You know, this is the one day a year that they would sacrifice and sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat, and that was what forgive uh, the people of their sins, you know. Well, if, if you actually read in there, okay, Leviticus uh, 16, verse 8, it says, And Aaron shall cast lots over two goats, one lot for the Lord, and the other lot for who? Azazel. Azazel. Who was Azazel? We just read that to you. Remember, Azazel is the one that uh, the Lord ascribed all sin to. And here he's he's making weapons and cutting roots. He's instructing his people to follow what he said when he said ascribe all sin to Azazel. They're putting all the sin of the people on this goat named Azazel. Azazel. And you wouldn't know who Azazel was if you didn't read the book of Enoch. (laughs) And it shows you that they read this book and they put this into their sacrificial rituals which was handed to them by who god himself the most high yes so it says a little g yeah so and uh, it says aaron shall cast lots over two goats one of the lot for the lord and the other lot for azazel and aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the lord and use it as a sin offering but the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. And one of the cool notes here is like the Talmud. You know, that's a, a book that uh, the priests and stuff kept and, and recorded documents and stuff like that. They said that uh, this goat, once they cast all the sin on it, they'd take it out in the wilderness and throw it over a cliff and, and kill it. Well, what they would do, and they recorded in the Talmud, that they would take uh, the blood from that goat and take a white scarf and soak it in its blood, and they would hang it in the tabernacle. And then the next day, that uh, blood-stained uh, scarf would miraculously turn white, and that's what shown the people that God accepted their sacrifice. Wow, because he took the blood. Yeah, he accepted it. And what's crazy is the Talmud even records that after Jesus died on the cross. Oh, yeah. The day that they done this atonement, it that's when the scarf—that's when the scarf stopped turning white because 
the law was dead. There was no need for the sacrificial system anymore. God or Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Now, and when we say the law is dead, we're talking about the ritual and the sacrificial elements of the law. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about your Ten, ten Commandments. Your Ten Commandments stand. I'm talking about when you get in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, right. where it talks about growing your beard, don't cut your beard, don't cut your hair. If your wife is accused of cheating on you, she's got to drink dusty water. And if she cheated and lied, she dies. You know, all that, you know, right. all so, the old law. Yeah. I got to throw one kind of interesting thing in here that's kind of a side note. But Azazel in Hebrew either meant scapegoat or goat of God prior to this. So, and it, I find it really funny, too, that on Mount uh, Hermon, when we talk about, you know, the vow or what well the fall yeah. where they the, descended on, yeah, the Mount yeah, they Mount descended Mount. on it mount herman at the foot of mount herman is where the altar to pan who is the goat god is actually there at the and foot of mount where, herman where jesus told sermon get behind or told peter get behind these satan yes and the gates of hell will not prevail against you know the church just, and another just, little fun fact with mount herman is actually the exact location is 33 by 33 degrees north of the paris prime meridian and 33 by 33 degrees east of the paris prime meridian and well if you know anything about the occult this is what the fallen angels are all into as far as the alchemy as far as the root cutting as far as the blending of species and this and that it all ties together and this is where your occult actually comes from it's all secret society stuff i mean that's it's, just, it's yeah. all, i mean so it's just so it's so it's unbelievable that the exact location 33 by 33 degrees north of the paris prime meridian by 33 by 33 degrees east Oh, the, the Masons, the 33rd they, degrees, the highest, yeah, and all that. Jesus was 33, performed 33. There's so much that goes with that right there. But this is an occultic number. You're 33 right there. But these fallen angels is, is exactly where you get all, in my belief, no, in my yeah. belief, where you get all the world religions of today. Yes, absolutely. They, imagine, you know, you're these people, and these people come out, and they're producing giants. They're teaching you. You know all these ritual you know, sacrifice, cannibalism, of roots, and all this technology of war. Yeah. You know, they're alchemy, they're godly. Yes, and so yeah, that they were doing all these things, and they worshipped them as gods, and they gave them and all this forbidden knowledge and magic. Then they were able yeah. to produce magic. So and that's stuff. where you get all these world religions of today about the gods descending from heaven Zeus, and giving all these knowledge. All you know, stuff. and even with the Greek gods, what was. Uh, Prometheus. Prometheus, right. What did Prometheus do? He was in heaven, come down and gave fire to the people, and God punished him for it. This is just the fallen realms retelling of it and painting themselves as the heroes. As the heroes. Oh, That's poor right. pitiful us. We we wanted to come down there and help you guys, and we gave you knowledge, and yeah. then God persecuted us and put us in prison, you know? Once again, there's Hollywood putting a spin on it. Well, yeah. I mean, even before Hollywood, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I mean, but the fallen no. realm reaching out and trying to put a spin on the story to. More favorable to them, you know. Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. And then when you, you look see at the Greeks, the it's the same story being told over and over again. Because look at in Greece, you know, you had Hercules. He was a demigod. He was, uh, his father was a god, and his mother was a human. He was mm. half and half breed. He was a Nephilim. Yes. You know, uh, all throughout history, you know, uh, Gilgamesh. Yes, Gilgamesh. All, there you if go. If you look in every single culture in the world. They all have similar stories, and it's the same one just being retold by the fallen realm to paint themselves in a better light. 
No, yeah. And, and that's where, you and know. And people's going to think I'm blasphemous, okay? But I'm just talking in the most literal sense, okay? No. What happened here? You know, these fallen angels made demigods and corrupted the earth, right? And they, they were selfish. They they ransacked the earth and done what they wanted to and just, you know, I mean. Because who would stop Just them. heathens, exactly. But what happened? By all definitions of the term, Jesus Christ himself what was I don't I don't want to say Nephilim, but he was God and human. You know, he was made from immaculate conception, right? But instead, he used it for good. He he brought peace. You know, he 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 taught the true hidden knowledge to get us back to heaven and to to build on God's creation, not corrupt it like the fallen realm did. Right. No, that, they were defiling the image of God. Yes. And he was there to think, uh, not only on a physical, the DNA, to carry the blood, to put the spiritual side to restore it to right. Eden. I think so, the, no, yeah. the difference is, is that it wasn't an actual, he didn't like, it wasn't a copulation act. You know what I'm saying? It oh, was, no, it, it wasn't was a physical, sexual act. Yes. It wasn't, there was, there's, there's definitely differences. I see oh, what yes, you're saying. Yeah, I'm I just saying definition style. Yeah. I'm, that's why I said I'm not trying to be blasphemous at all here. Yeah. No, no, I know. I hear what you're saying, and it makes. I mean, I see what you're saying it makes sense, but there's some. Now, as far as the, um, you know, I kind of want to talk all the biblical references. Well, yeah, I wanted to kind of, you know, tie in these synchronizing biblical texts as far as the, uh, you know, the uh, mixing birds with beast. No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, did I throw you off? Did you have something else right there? Oh no. I mean, if you're still on the book, Enoch, yeah, I, I was just gonna. Uh, go in to show people. Go ahead. Know, go uh, ahead. Well, you go and do no, that. Go ahead. I mean, I can get this afterward. Let's, no. Why don't we do? Why don't we do this first? Because that stuff is what takes us down the next rabbit yeah. hole. Because I got a bunch of stuff on okay. that too. Yeah, that's good stuff. A go bunch ahead. of stuff. Well, yeah. Well, I guess just to show you know the, the listeners that the the writers of your canon read the book of Enoch, was familiar with it, and believed it because they're directly quoted in the quote unquote canon from the book of Enoch. You know, I done talked about Leviticus with his, with Azazel. Obviously, that was from the book of Enoch. Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 4, it says, For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness, to be kept until uh, the judgment. Uh, so that shows you right there. That's right out of the, the, the book of Enoch. Right out of Enoch right yeah. there. For the angels who sinned, that was, you know, cast. Would They use the word hell here, which is just another translation, but Tartarus. Tartarus. That's the Greek it, translation. Yes, yes, they're in Tartarus in prison until the day of judgment. And so, I mean, that's directly. Jude. We quotation. talked about Jude and probably got it. So, yeah, I'm going to get here. That, and that's Jude. Jude 1, uh, verse 6 and 7. Another direct quote. Now, Jude, for people that don't know, was Jesus' brother. So if Jude, the brother of Christ, is quoting this, once again, he was familiar with it, read it, believed it. So I like how, uh, I can't remember if it was uh, Derek Gilbert or Mike Kaiser, but they said, if it was good enough for Jesus' brother, it's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> it says, and the angels who did not stay within their, uh, their own position of authority but left their proper dwelling. He has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immortality. 
immorality and pursued unnatural desire serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire and that's like i was talking about i don't know if it was in the last episode or just earlier in this one they kind of blend in with me but how when the angels showed up to lot's door they were beating on the door like oh send out the angels so we may have sex with them you know what i mean that's what they're referring to here with jude uh, yeah, no, once again, uh, we'll say it again. If uh, Jude's talking about this stuff, the only way that he even knows about these angels in Tartarus is if what? No, oh, he's read the book of Enoch. Oh, all right, all right. Just making sure, all right? Okay. Uh, and here, First uh, Peter uh, 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey. When God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience, though the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers, having been subjected to him. So there, you know, Jesus going down to uh, the prisoners in chains, who's that? Yeah, and, and, I mean, you wouldn't know who that was unless you who read the book did not of, obey. Right. The amount of times it alludes to these different books is unbelievable, but you you, you just never know it unless you've read unless you've read the it, books. Yes. Uh, Matthew twenty two thirteen. This is a direct quote from Jesus. Now Jesus quoting the book of Enoch. Uh, Matthew twenty two uh, verse thirteen says, "Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot, and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." For many are called, but few are chosen. And then uh, I got one more. Uh, that last one. That last one I really like. The next one you got coming yeah. here. First Corinthians eleven ten. Opens up a whole other. Oh yeah, and a whole other can hole. of worms. Yeah, right yeah a can of worms right here. <laughs> okay. Getting wormy over here. Now this is a, a letter written to the Church of Corinthians, and kind of about ethics, how they should conduct themselves. How, you know, just the rules of the church, go to the elders if you got a problem, dress code, all that kind of stuff, you know. But here it says, and I think, who was this, Paul? Who was, I can't Paul. remember who wrote this. I'm pretty sure Paul. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it says right here in First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, uh, verse 7, we'll start there. For a man ought not to cover his head, since he is in the image and glory of God. But women is the glory of man. For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was a man created for a woman, but the woman for the man. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that, that what they're talking about is head coverings. And the reason why the women are to cover their head is because the thought process of the people of that age was long beautiful hair was a sign of fertility 
Mm-hmm. So the longer the hair, the darker, the shinier the hair was. The you more know, appealing to the angels. The more fertile the she angels, was. Yes. And that was a big thing back then. You know, be fruitful, multiply. You know, the, your, more children you had, the better, you know, you were looked at in the eyes and the more blessed you were. I'm and not very fertile. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're kind of yeah, I don't have any hair. Yeah, your hair's about But gone. he says but to, to, she's to cover her head because of the angels. Well, why because of the angels? Because in Genesis 6, they saw that the women were of beautiful. earth were beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they were enticed to come down and sleep with them and, and, and procreate and make children. So, therefore, they're covering their fertility. That way, the angels in heaven are not tempted by them. And in, Gen- it's, in Genesis 6 says that, and Enoch, it says the exact same thing all over again, just once again showing the correlation. Hey, and I'll say this, guys. I want to kind of project here just a second. Now, I know the first rebellion. He knows what he's doing as far as, you know, manipulating Eve and uh, making her eat of the fruit and having them fall. The seed, the serpent's offspring, the woman's offspring. Now, was this just by chance they were looking down and they got aroused or is this a part of the uh, divine plan to you know once again being able to corrupt the human genome in order to propagate a genetic hybrid is this I mean do these two things uh, do they work hand in hand was did they know when they, was that the reason when they looked down at the daughters of men, obviously they were aroused, and then they went down. But they they already made the plan along with the shiny one, the Nakash. Well, I, I can't remember exactly, and I wish I'd wrote this down because I read it the other day. But also in the book of Enoch, it says that when Azazel and all these guys done this stuff, it said they become subject to Satan. So now they're under his uh, because, authority. Because no, Satan is, he's the tempter, he's the accuser. Uh, that's his job and if you look every passage that you find satan he's tempting and accusing the brethren so he see he tempted them and, and that's made why them that's corrupt. why simjaza when they were having the um they were doing the binding oath that's why he was having the back thoughts of i know i'm going to get up here you guys are going to put me out on my own over here because yep. they knew what they were doing was a sin but they did and, it anyway and they were hoping that, <laughs> and, listen, and, they, and they seen how god is so forgiving with people they yeah. were hoping for the same forgiveness because that's why they begged Enoch. If they done it yeah. all together, maybe God would forgive them, and that's why they sent Enoch yeah. to yeah. plead, to plead for them. But, yeah, but, but, but that didn't work you out. You shall have no peace. <laughs> yes, right. And we didn't get there reading as far as Enoch goes, but we definitely gonna be fishing in Enoch get the for book. a while. Yeah. Dig some. That's right. Dig it out, baby. Mm-hmm. Now, what was you going to, uh, with the book about? Uh, oh, okay. Yes. So yeah. we want to go into the genetic breeding. Know, yeah. Okay, so now we got an understanding um, of, you know, the holy inspired authors of the Bible and how they've alluded to uh, Enoch. and uh, We know how all the evil stuff came. We know about how the evil stuff came. demons come from. The demons come from. You've got all the angels that come down. This created the giants. This was in the days of Jared and the actual, the... When they descended and they bore into the daughters of men, my understanding is these were the biggest giants. They said these things was the size of cedar trees well, and for the science people entropy you know what i mean nothing gets better over time it only declines right there is so no the first ones were the biggest baddest strongest ones but of course as time goes that that dna strands get right. weaker it got weaker know? and weaker and weaker well i googled it there when we were reading and it said they were hundreds to maybe thousands of feet tall well, they said the size of uh, cedar trees, and in Lebanon, they grow up to 150 foot. Well, so I'm going to just say I believe everything Google says. 
So. I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. But what the Bible say? <laughs> Now, I was, I was, I was researching how tall an what, L was. But well, L was the, that's what you said, 3,000 L, L's. 3,000 L's. So basically, here we are, angels, they bored into the daughters of men. They created this genetic hybrid. This genetic hybrid started to show them all different types of technologies as far as the alchemy, the sciences, the mysticisms, the blending of genders and roots, uh, weapons. Yeah, and all your New Testament you know, got writers directly quoting from the book, showed yeah, you they all read the, it, they believed it. Right. You got, yep. yep and, but then now what we got is they actually got to the point to where they started to turn on man and devour man. And at this point in their mind, all that was there was evil continuously. And I just want to kind of break down right here. Uh, I want to go to Genesis and um, I want to talk about, um, where am I at right here? I lost myself. Okay, yeah, Genesis 6, 12. Now, this is uh, synchronizing these ancient texts, the Genesis. So, 6, 12, Genesis, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had been corrupted his way upon the earth. Had corrupted his way upon the earth. That's Genesis 6, 12. Let's shoot down here to Joshua 4, 18. Kind of give us a little more um, context. And their judges and rulers went to the daughters of men and took their wives by force from their husbands according to their choice. And the sons of men in those days took from the cattle of the earth the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air and taught the mixture of animals on one species with another in order therewith to provoke the Lord. And God saw the whole earth and it was corrupt for all flesh. How much? All. all flesh had corrupted its ways on the earth. All men and all animals. Now that's Joshua four eighteen. Now let me go down here to the Jubilees. So what is Joshua? You say Joshua? Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't have a J. Is, is, is that in your canon? Or is that, is that another one of those extra biblical books? That's the books? extra biblical book. But what I'm basically trying to do is to show you how Genesis six twelve has the same insight on uh, Joshua and the Jubilees. So once again, we told you, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had been corrupted his way upon the earth. That's 612 Genesis. And now in the Jubilees, 724. And after this, they sinned against the beast and birds, and all that moveth and walketh on the earth. How much? Oh. Oh. oh, that moveth on the work on the earth, and much blood was shed on the earth. And every imagination and desire of men imagined vanity and evil con continually. Now we're talking about continual evil or evil continually. Now you, you would think Hitler, um, you know, uh, you know, you go down through history and stuff of these different you know societies and stuff. Uh, did they have evil continually, or were there moments in their life where they had their family were sitting there, you know, having dinner, you know, on a Sunday evening? What I'm getting to is the, more, the more that they genetically manipulated, the more evil there was, right? So, And how, how did they sin against the beasts and birds of the air? Was that, was that DNA manipulation? That was kind DNA. Like what we're doing today? It's the same thing, and that's why Jesus said in the end days it'll be just like the days of Noah. And if you don't know the beginning of the book, you definitely ain't going to know how the end turns so out. So there's nothing new under the sun, is that what you're saying? <laughs> there's nothing As new under the sun. As it once was, it will be again. As it once was, it will be again. That's right. That's is that right. where we get all our Greek mythology of the minotaurs and all that stuff, you think? I, it. I, I would Guarantee say that's it. probably where Chimera. we get all that stuff. Bigfoot. Egypt. I mean, just look at Egypt. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, well, look, the... 
if half we're getting dog, into all this, man, the bird, giants man. and the half the people. elephant Hinduism, I mean, it's loaded with that stuff. You have your sphinx. How were the pyramids built? Well, I'd say big fallen giants built technology. them things. Giants some of these fallen realm technology. Some of these beams, these inner beams in the inner chambers. Some of these beams were built with beams that were seventy tons that were from a bedrock five hundred miles away. There's no way. Some of these inner chamber beams were up to seventy tons, and they were from a bedrock five hundred miles away. Just, I I don't I don't I still don't. Fully believe the it's giant gonna take was carrying it 500. I think it's that take they several had giants. some kind of. Well, I think it was. <laughs> I, I honestly, there was some kind of forbidden knowledge that we just don't know. Where they, I mean, there's all sorts of experiments they show now about about how levitation of things is more possible Vibrations. depending on that. On vi vibration and sound is unbelievable what it can do if it's focused well, the right creation, way. He spoke creation. You know, and there's power was, in words, and words create vibrations. And, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But with that being said, you can get back through these different cultures and you can look at the hydroglyphs and the pictographs and it's got depictions of them uh, for Egypt, for instance, right there in front of these obelisks, bigger than the obelisk, with their hands on the obelisk. And it's just like, these were like little toys to them. I mean, the way that the pictures kind of uh, portrayed them. So I definitely think the Giants would have a big hand in on it, but I'm not ruling any uh, well. technology out because obviously that's what we're, we're dealing with with the fallen angels is heavenly technology. So well, yeah, And then Let's, even in the, what was it, uh, numbers and stuff, Deuteronomy said that in, in our eyes we were like grasshoppers to yeah. them. I mean, so they right. were pretty big. Well, I mean, yes. the, the hieroglyphs or whatever. The hieroglyphs, yeah. You got up there in Egypt, you got these giant beings with humans sitting on their shoulder. Yeah. And then uh, there's another one of one ripped in half like Eric. Eating. Handing them books, handing them, uh, and this is yeah, betraying them, giving them technology and knowledge, you know. So, uh, but I mean, even the pictographs and hydroglyphs, of what? Uh, looks like UFOs. Looks like uh, different types of spacecraft. Yeah. That's one thing that gets me with like those ancient alien people. You know what I mean? You ever seen that? I'm not saying it's the, alien. I'm not movies. saying, yeah, yeah. Or do the, these hair the, like the Discovery Channel. Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. But it's aliens. <laughs> Dude, they're well, right on by the path. But even just by change some words. They just changed the words. They just, but you know what I'm saying? Heavenly beings, angelic beings, they're not of this world. So, yeah, they could be extraterrestrial because extraterrestrial means it's yeah. not of this world. Or aliens, yeah. You know? Wow. Of course, the biggest thing Satan and his fallen realm can hope for is uh, for us not to be talking about it, for this not to be in our Bibles, and for yeah. us to believe that they're not real. It's aliens. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah, you shouldn't read sure. those synchronized, biblically endorsed books either, right? They're not in the canon. <laughs> just back up just a sec and that same along the same lines that you were talking about and once again another one of those extra biblical texts that we were talking I talked about that before the book of giants which is something they found in the Dead Sea Scrolls but was only we're only able to transcribe some of it because it, it had degraded so much but some of the excerpts from that you know they have been translated and it well, talks yes, about like all these books we've talked about so far they found the dead sea scrolls and, they're, and it, they're i mean it's unchanged. just unchanged but so here it says uh, the fallen angels knew the secrets of all things at this time sin was great on the earth the wicked angels killed many people and begot giants the wicked angels consumed everything the earth had produced the great fish the birds in the sky all the fruit of the earth all kinds of grain the trees, even the beasts and reptiles they committed sin against, all the creeping things of the earth. They performed every harsh deed and harsh utterance upon male and female creation 
and upon and among humanity itself. They collected 200, or I'm sorry, the 200 angels seized 200 donkeys, 200 asses, 200 sheep and rams of the flock, 200 goats, 200 beasts from every animal and from every bird for experiments. And, and, and this is the interpretation of, of what they're saying, but for experiments in the inbreeding with humans. So when we look at all those things and we talk about not only, not only did they, we talk about giants and you were talking about um, genetic altering of, of so many different things. But if you look through um, history and, 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 we talked about it a little bit earlier. I said that if you read in the book of Job, and I love the book of Job, it's just one of my favorites because when I was a kid, my favorite thing was dinosaurs. And I told my, you know, my dad, I'm like, man, I wish, I wish I could really have seen a dinosaur. You know, you, you watch TV and they say, oh, billions of years ago, billions and billions, sixty-five billions of years well, ago, they they, live they, tissue right? bones. Yeah, exactly. So they. <laughs> My dad, you know, is, is a very godly man, and he'd sit down and say, no, look, right here. Talks about him in the Bible. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, so he goes through Job, and it talks about, and these are the exact words. And I looked at this, and it, it kind of slapped me in the face the other day when I was looking at it. It says, behold, behemoth who I made with you. And it goes through and talks about how his uh, bones are made of bronze, uh, the sinew of his thighs, the... The tail is like a cedar tree. If you look at and, it, and down the whole, yeah, it can go up up a what does it say, a lake or a river? And I, I can't remember. I'd have to read great. the exact yeah. the whole thing, but it talks about him and it says, "Behold, behemoth, who I made with you." And then it goes on to Leviathan, and Leviathan's used multiple different ways in the Bible. Uh, you know, especially when you talk about Revelation, but Leviathan in this text is talking about a very specific thing. But it talks, it says that leviathan you can you catch leviathan with a hook you know it, it, he talks about how he breathes fire how smoke comes and from his nostrils yeah exactly and it him. says no man can stand up to leviathan it says that uh god is the only one who's superior to leviathan and and when you look at that it talks about how behold behemoth who i made with you when it talks about leviathan it doesn't say that. doesn't say that he made leviathan so you're saying this could be a genetic I'm hybrid? Quite. Think. I mean, I think so. And I think if you look, I and I mean, this is my personal opinion, but we look at the bones of dinosaurs. We look at the bones of things like that, and you're. I I just have a hard time believing that a 25 foot tall Tyrannosaurus with six inch razor like teeth was just oh grazing on some grass in the Garden of Eden. It <laughs> yeah. just doesn't seem like it makes sense. No, it doesn't. You would, you would think that that potentially is something that came as a result of these watchers these fallen angels blending the species and blending roots. the species and changing things abominations if, if what they made with people were giants what would happen when they made these things with animals and, and well i'll tell you what why why do people think that something like that is so far-fetched when we are doing it today Oh yeah, they make you a know, genetic we're, we're super humans and DARPA, and, you know, yeah, genetic splicing, oh, you super can, soldiers. You can send DNA of your dog to a, a lab in Korea, and they'll send you back a cloned version of your dog. I mean, they, they do this kind of stuff, this the, the ridiculous amount of stuff we would do with genetics right now. And we look and, at the movie Jurassic Park, yes. you know, back and once like, again they tell us all this stuff. It, it, that, 
They smugly right put there. it right in your face. They they do. They, you're so dumb. They're, they're so about, dumb. They're right. talking you're about so, you're willfully blind. You know. They're talking about right now how they're going to take. Um, they've been working on trying to clone woolly mammoths from stuff they're finding in Siberia that's frozen. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we don't have quite all the pieces, so what we're going to do is we're going to take the DNA of an elephant and put it with the woolly mammoth so that we can make basically a woolly mammoth that... Uh, basically, a uh, uh, elephant that's a woolly mammoth. They're going to put it up in the in oh the Arctic God. tundra and, and all these different. It's going to help with global warming. Yes, it will. I bet it will. Just put a mask on your muffler. <laughs> well, you know what though, and I, work, I look right? at. I mean, if it could block the most deadliest disease that we've seen so far, I mean, put yeah. it on your muffler pipe. Okay, I, that'll help my big rabbit game. hole here, and it is, this is one of the things that bothers me more than anything. I'm ahead. sorry. Are you all right? Go is, ahead. Is the global warming thing drives me bananas? Because if you look, bogus. If you look through history, and and this is what every science book tells you, and the they look. Well, changes. look, climate change happens all the time. Before the first car, and, and an ice age. If you look at it, they're saying that we're in the end of an ice age right now. If we're in the end of an ice age, well, that means it's getting warmer, does it not? And doesn't it seem over history that that has gone in cycles everything goes in cycles weather padded look at the farmer's almanac they can tell you basically what things are going to be like based on the cycles those things have always been there and if you think you're so big that you can change god's creation that you are so powerful the country we are polluting it so bad it's the same it's the same thing was happening in the beginning i think that just is such an arrogant thing to think that you can make that big a difference on god's creation that's so arrogant and I'll say this, guys. I want to kind of back up to where you were talking about the dinosaurs. I'm sorry, I was no, you're answer. all right. You're all right. We don't want to get too political over here, though. Right. Keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> but uh, as far as the, the Leviathan <laughs> and um, coming, you know, the dinosaurs that we talked about, and you know, being genetic uh, offspring right there, genetic uh, offbreed. I believe. Once again, they blended all these birds with beasts. They corrupted every image that there possibly was. And, uh, well, you wonder why we don't see these big tyrannosauruses running around no more? I'd say because no tyrannosauruses got put on the boat. Let's just say because, oh, yeah, well, God said came. that the only one, that Noah was the only righteous one left. In his eyes, he was righteous. It wasn't because he was without sin. No, no, that, that wasn't what it was. What it was was the blood was still pure. It was untouched. And once again, just like with the first rebellion, what is that? The seed between the serpent offspring and the woman's oh, offspring. Yeah. Here we go, Genesis 6. Here we go. We're going to now protecting the seed. You're going to protect the blood. You want to protect the genetic makeup. You know, so what did we do? We wiped it out. You know, we go to school. We go to Sunday school. We go to church. And, you know, we don't hear a lot. Of, we don't hear any of this genetic DNA altering the image of God and, and we think that God's so mean and he's so horrible because he's killing all these people he's killing all the women and children he's killing all the women and children ravage them ravage them you hear all this stuff and you think he is mean unless you have the full context of all the extra biblical text yeah. because you would know and have a firm understanding that the reason that he was ravishing all these places and all the people was because he the was blood cleansing the land the land was it had to be done you know that rebellion right there it just uh and, and then well, and then here's where i'm at as far as the dinosaurs and stuff he wiped them out he wiped what wasn't clean it wasn't his and that's why you don't see him around anymore so that backs up with what you said as far as it being a genetic uh propagated hybrid well now it's funny you say that because we talk about those things however there is still and 
great, call me crazy, but there's still sightings of certain things. There's sightings of something that would be similar to what they talked about behemoth that they see in the Congo, Mokle and Membe. They talk about it. You can look this stuff but up. But that's it's a God. That's but made that by God. Been. So there's certain things that God would have brought technically that would have had uh, Noah bring on the ark. If you if, if you look, there's actually, and I'd have to find the How do you bring the behemoth on the ark? Well, you the bring babies. the babies. <laughs> the babies. But, Where no, are we going to put this thing there's in? There's an actual text that talk about the, um, I can't remember which Chinese dynasty it was, but they had a set family that raised dragons that the dragons would pull the emperor's chariot. So there's certain ones that lived on past the flood but they're ones that I would have assumed, and this is just me assuming again. Domesticated. But they were ones that were, um, would have been ones that God created in the Garden of Eden originally. Does that make that sense? That wasn't. That weren't, they weren't contaminated. But who's they to say they didn't blended. genetically blend again whenever they're, because once again, if you had the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, the demons well, that they still were remained. The earth before and, and after. after. And after, so. Well, yeah. how do you think uh, we're getting the. Uh, the technology and information to do the DNA splicing and manipulation that we're getting no, today. No, you don't and, think they're still whispering in the ear of man? Oh, yes. It's, it's definitely going on. We ain't talked Portals about CERN, have we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other episode right Yes, there. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. What else? But did you know what historical uh, figure even talked about, a uh, very important man about Nephilim? Honest, it was the Honest Guy. What was his name? Honest, honest, was he honest, what? honest Abe? Honest Abe. So surely we can trust this guy. Oh, surely we can Abraham trust Abe. What Abe, Abe say? Abraham Lincoln? Abe himself said, uh, The eyes of that species of extinct giants whose bones fill the mounds of America have gazed on Niagara as ours do now. Abraham Lincoln, 1848. Wow. Something. Abe was a big guy. Oh yeah. I wonder if <laughs> maybe he was a descendant. You know, I, at this uh, point Shaquille I'm not ruling it out, all right. <laughs> I wonder if he dropped the mic after he said it. Yeah. Just boom. He probably did. Did well, they have honest Abe back in? They did. Did they? Oh yeah. Oh. It was the forbidden technology. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like to show you guys uh like I guess like for the archaeologist type guys, you know, and the, the science guys and gals. Oh, uh, no, don't go there. You can Google. You can duck, duck, go, whatever <laughs> your duck, duck, preference go. is. I don't even know what that but, is. Uh, duck, duck, go. Shame on you. <laughs> when I say Google, Big I really Brother's duck, following duck, go you. it, but, you know. But now there's a, there was 18 nine-plus-feet-tall uh, complete human skeletons with elongated skulls found in burial mounds near Lake Delvon, Wisconsin, in May 1912, uh, December the 20th. 1897, another nine-foot-plus skeleton found in Maple Creek, Wisconsin. Uh, the Goliaths have been found on regular basis throughout the Midwest states for more than 100 years. Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky, and New York, all near mounds, like Abraham Lincoln was talking about. Uh, the Smithsonian covered them all up. Uh, you can go to uh, archaeology, uh, archaeologyworld.com. There's all kinds of articles and stuff all over that stuff. But uh, December 3rd, 2014, World News Daily published article, Smithsonian admits the destruction of thousands of giant human skeletons in the early 90s. I just want to throw this in there. When you said that they found them around mounds, if you look up and you look up what these mounds are called and what they look like, they're serpent mounds in the shape of a long, slithering serpent. It just kind of makes you wonder, where, where, why would these giants, even in New Age history, why would the they be? Why would their burial ground be in the shape of a serpent? Kind of makes you wonder. 
symbolic representation and well, uh, I know the wisdom it's symbolism. Yeah, it's their the symbolism. It's all it is. It's a snake. The symbol. It's all there, it's, dude. It's a little. It's, it's, it's the what's language crazy that is it, now it, it's protected by the U.S. government. You, know, oh. you can't dig in these no more because all oh, they're they're sacred. No, yeah, because well, they know there's strange they, stuff they in there and they don't want no. it. Exposed. They say it's because it's Native American, but the problem is the Native Americans say it's not them. So yeah, yeah they say that it was there before. Yes, before they were there. But their six fingered red headed friends that they conquered and got yes. rid of, and probably afraid for somebody to dig them back up. <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, but yeah, you can Google, you know, Nephilim and giant bones and just find all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, and we've not even scratched the surface, oh guys. No. There is so much information out there with this, uh, the Nephilim, these giants. And the thing uh, is, they want to cover it up. They want to cover it. That's why they take taking your books out. They're disproving, you know, God's word. And even like uh, the elongated skulls and stuff they were finding, like especially like in Peru. Paracas, yeah. They're missing sutra lines. You know, every human skull you know has the the line down the middle to the to the center point and then it branches off like a y every human skull is like that well of course you know in africa and stuff like that they find elongated skulls where people had wrapped their heads really tightly as babies and forced their head to grow that way to look well, like the, the gods yeah that's what i'd say so you got to ask yourself who was they trying to emulate or imitate there so these all these elongated skulls that they're finding though the sutra line is gone the sad is it sagittal suture that's not there? Is yeah, that what the, it is? yeah, and it's just not even on the skull because when we're babies, you know that gross. That's why you have a soft head. Yeah, you know, it's like you're a baby, plate, that yeah. comes together and then it that heals continues together. to to grow it on it. Well, it, until this, I mean, I don't remember what age you are. I don't know if you're one or something when that happens. I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time since I took that class. But when it comes together, it heals that way. But you can still see where the bones come together. But on those skulls, like he's saying, that that's just not there. There is mm. no suture line. It's out of this world. It's out of this world, isn't it? So it's interesting, then, if you think about that. And this, this is going to sound terrible, maybe. But when you think about the fact that if they were bred again as far as the Nephilim, and they don't have that suture line, which is to make the head soft so that when somebody gives birth, that it's able to come through the birth canal. If these things' heads were that big inside of a woman, it killed her. It would most likely have killed them when they had them. I would say that I would. And, 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 and another too, movie that they uh, Hollywood just threw it right in your face because you're so dumb and can't figure it out was uh, the Coneheads. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. They were aliens from another planet with these elongated skulls, right? Yeah, that's true. Chewing condoms as bubble gum. You yeah. remember that movie? Was yeah. <laughs> aliens. Do that, that, Wasn't that yeah. Dan Aykroyd? I think it was Dan Yeah, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. That's what it was. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. The elongated skull. The elongated skull. And they were, they were creating genetic hybrid. They were getting on yeah. them. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same story. Once again, uh, nothing new is under the sun. Yes, yeah, what I was about to say. <laughs> next thing I got, you know, was Luke seventeen twenty-five. You know, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the coming of the Son of Man. Yes. And Ecclesiastes, and we've mentioned it a few times, but I guess the like the full context reading of it was a, uh, well, what has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Is there a thing of which it is said? See, this is anew. It has been already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of later things, yet to to be among those who come after. That's awesome, man. And that's uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, uh, verse 9 through 11. 
Yes. And I, I just love it because, I mean, once again, that just highlights if you don't know the beginning of the book, which we're not really taught, then you don't know how the end's going to turn out. You got to know the beginning if you want to know the end. So and it's awful because everything in the beginning of the book is marked off as uh, poetic language. Everything's poetic. Like, oh, it's a poor poetic language. Oh, it's a poetic language. Oh, it's a, you know, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Love it, dude. We're doing good. I love this stuff, you guys. And I, I just wrote like in little things here, like all the stuff for like Nephilim and fallen angels and stuff that we're seeing in our society today, which I touched on a few of them, but you know, uh, the Marvel heroes, Thor, Wonder Woman, Loki, all demigods. These are all you know, demigods. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, music, uh, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, yeah. uh, Cashmere, Cashmere. Uh, Motley Crue's Wild Side. Any, anything. All these are talking about fallen angels and stuff and uh, the movie City of Angels, you know, I, and I didn't even know about it, but the, the Paramount, Hollywood. The 22 thing. Stars. Yes, the, the the stars falling on the oh, mountain. Mount Hermon. Yeah, that's Mount, Mount Hermon. Hermon. That's yeah. the twenty two stars. You know the Greek gods and their demigods. It's just it's it's just sprinkled. Well, off here's here's a culture. good one right here though. So you were just talking about songs. So this is a good one right here. Here's Pink Floyd. We we can hit it right quick. So you think you can tell heaven from hell, blue skies from pain? Can you tell a green field from a cold steel rail, a smile from a veil? Do you think you can tell? Did they get you to trade your heroes for ghosts? Hot ashes for trees. Hot air for a cool breeze. Cold comfort for change. If anybody... Uh, I mean, it's it's unbelievable, the lyrics, man. Imagine. I was listening to the lyrics of Imagine, you know, um, the Beatles. Um, John Lennon the other day. Imagine there's no heaven. Imagine there's no religion, no possessions to. What is... Uh, Squat, what's the guy from um, the economic forum say? You'll own nothing. Yeah. And, and it's you'll like Cashmere. Because, <laughs> you know, he says, what is it in Cashmere? He said, uh, I've sat with the elders from a different age. From a, from a gentle race or uh, something like that. Yeah, from a different, I thought it was a different age. A world seldom seen. Uh, talk of days of which they sit and wait, but all will be revealed. I mean, who's he talking about? Now, that's, that's what it is right there. He's saying that, uh, what does he say? Oh, let the sun beat down upon my face with stars to fill my dream. I'm a traveler both time, time and, and space. space to be where I've been. Sit with elders on the gentle race. Uh, sit with elders of the gentle race. This world has seldom seen. Talk of days for which they sit and wait. And all will be revealed. Well, I bet. Well, that that's part good. I agree that, with. Dude, that puts cold chills down you, don't it? In stairway to heaven, you know. And dude, it's it, buying the stairway to heaven. She but wants that's to make why, sure because sometimes words have too many. But that's why Led Zeppelin's it's emblem is an angel. And what's the angel doing? What's the angel doing? Lucifer he's fallen. From, yeah, he's fallen. And, and what's the guy? Their other emblem is a guy that's carrying Holding a light. The light bearer. What's the light? Who's the light bearer? Who's the morning star? Lucifer. You know, I hate it because I loved all these great musicians throughout the too. years. It kills me. It really does because uh, I loved all that stuff. I still still listen to it there, there, but it just kills me because you see what they are actually been representing for all these years and stuff. So, 
Of course, I guess we're all seeing through a different lens now. Oh, yeah. You see it in everything. It's in everything, guys. Everything's affected. And everything has been going on then. All the sacrifices, all the rituals, all the blood rituals, all the uh, children. The, Planned you know, Parenthood. The touching the children. Still going the, on. Yeah, it's, it's still going on. I Epstein mean, Island. It's just been on. hidden, you know. And, oh, it um, is. It's been hidden by the people that control this world and the institutions of it and the people that took uh, your extra biblical text out of your and these canon. And And this is going to lead us into where we're going next, Babel, Steve, Third Rebellion. Yeah, the, the uh, Third and Final Rebellion, uh, the Tower of Babel, and the Deuteronomy 32 worldview. Now, this is where, you know, Stephen, I mean, I like the Nephilim Fallen Angels. But Steve, Stephen was kind of chomping at the bits, but this, this one's mine. You like I like the Tower of Babel, too. Because there's so much there that, some... that people don't realize. No, absolutely. Even, even to Jesus and why he came. No. Just, just don't be a Nimrod. Yeah, don't oh, be an Nimrod. Don't be an Nimrod. Don't be an Nimrod. Just FYI, <laughs> I've seen it. Oh yes, we got a man that's seen it in person, not up close. Been to ancient Eridu. Yes, sir. Modern day Iraq. Modern day Iraq. Shinar. Yep. All right. Well, peace. Shalom a lot of good stuff from under the dome. Shalom from under the dome. <laughs>